Welcome to If the Couch Could Talk podcast with your hosts, Cassie and Megan, where we debate over anything from a day without technology to the ethics behind an episode of Criminal Minds. All from the comfort of the couch that has so much tea to spill, yet can never say a word. All right, welcome back to If the Couch Could Talk with your hosts, Megan and Cassie. So today we kind of want to talk about mental health, but frame it as a a timeline sort of question. So Megan, if you want to introduce, you know, our theme we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So first we want to preface this by saying we are not experts. We are not doctors. We are not psychologists. We don't um, know all of the technicalities of mental health, but certainly, you know, being young in this day and age and having mental health experience, I guess you could say. We're just going to kind of talk about from our kind of young eyes, young perspective, how mental health has evolved over the years and what it means today. Um, Not just to us, but maybe all the different perspectives that, um, you know, our parents have, our, our grandparents have, kind of stuff like that. Right. So obviously there's limitations, like we're only really going to be able to comment on directly how it has affected us with confidence. Um, So most of it will be speculation, but I think also something that we talked about before recording today was that it's almost interesting to have this new perspective of non-professional outlook on something that is typically always, you know, skewed into a professional lens. It's like a medical lens, so to speak. So I think the way that we're gonna approach it on, I don't wanna say a personal level, but maybe a personal level, um, just to kind of talk about the way it affects or the ways it affects our um, daily, you know, life as college students. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I guess we can start just by saying kind of what the perceptions are today, just from, from our kind of eyes, what we think and what we think, you know, pop culture has defined mental health as and what are the feelings around mental health um, and kind of the stigmas around mental health today. I don't, I mean, how would you say that pop culture has defined mental health just as a broad concept? I think, I think people have become way more aware of it and way more transparent with it. So it's a lot of, you know, people coming out saying that they have like depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder and all of these celebrities in the limelight, but not just celebrities, it could be athletes or it can even be like your sister or your mom. Um, And so I think because it's, people are so, it's not like something to be shameful of. Like people don't really, certainly people hide it, but there are more people that are willing and open to talk about their experience. Um, Especially if, you know, you're someone that's maybe new or doesn't understand. you know, there's a lot more people, especially our age, I think, that are open about like, hey, I take, you know, anxiety meds, like I I have ADHD, um, all of those things. So I think it's very much we're in this culture of awareness with mental health. I think that also goes so far as to multiple things that maybe it's just the generational gap that we're able to face things with a more fluid and accepting style and I think that can go for a lot more than just mental health but I think Mm -hmm. everything else sort of stems off of mental health I'm just sort of thinking about like 
something say sexuality or you know like learning disabilities I think it all kind of for us at least with what I've seen people can be very understanding and um, you're not going to be looked down upon if say you're having an anxiety issue or like if you're depressed it's not going to be a defining feature Um, but I don't know I guess I don't know necessarily why that is like why are we just so apt to be like, okay, that's okay. Like we understand you, we hear you. And I don't know why that shift has come because from my understanding of the way it was in the past, it was not something that was really talked about. It was more like under the rug. Um, So I guess what sort of brought it to light? Right. I don't really know. I think there was just this whole kind of generational shift that obviously we can point to, you know, social media and technology as as a trigger for a lot of things. But I think there's an interesting point to be said about just the development of like science. And we see it with, you know, all of these mental health, people start doing mental health studies and, and they start really understanding the science behind mental health. Where does it come from? What are the roots? Is it like, you know, a chemical imbalance, are there triggers to mental health, all of these different things that weren't really even looked at, because I think it was still so new. And it wasn't like people were open and honest and willing to lend themselves to like, let's say a trial, so people can study mental health um, in a more in-depth way. So that's, that's certainly something to think about without automatically pointing to like social media, social media. Right. I think it's so easy to do and we tend to even do that a lot but um, I'm just thinking something that could be a clear example of your point about time as a sensitive factor would be our research that we did which we examined maternal mental health as a result of paid family leave so we looked at a lot of pregnancy databases and I guess what we learned or at least what I got from it was like this is very new like a lot of this data on whether you had a very good mental health day or like whether you reported symptoms of your child being depressed, like that didn't start until very, very recently. Finding data on say, I don't know, population or, you know, the number of the the birth weight and stuff, that was very easy. But then it came to very good mental health and it's like, why, why can't I find that? Why doesn't any of these big major, you know, databases have that? And it's because we didn't measure it until Mm -hmm. very recently. So it definitely is a time sensitive thing. And not only were people not willing to report it, but like people weren't asked about it. Right. And I wonder, like, do you think it was something that maybe just wasn't really kind of the the point we talked about, about awareness, like people just weren't really aware it was as prevalent as it was at the time, or was it more of a societal kind of shameful secretive type of narrative around mental health or maybe a mix of the of the two sure I'd say societal because I think that there definitely was some type of awareness from what I understand because a lot of these problems like if they didn't just form in 2021 I mean they were they were there before whether we saw it or talked about it or not um so yeah I think I would say definitely societal um I just think it's a question of, you know, why and Mm. what I'm still really focused on what has changed and besides social media or maybe even focusing on social media, how has it, you know, how has it made it a safe place to talk about it? Because 
I don't think that people are just going and posting about it. Like there's not a lot of intimate stories that you're reading. I think it's more just news stories. And, and even when you look at more stuff with the law, um, there's a lot of, you know, clauses now that can be attributed to somebody not being able to do XYZ because of a mental health reason, whether it's like custodial stuff or, you know, anything else. Um, there's, I don't want to say like reasons, but there are reasons now that are like backed by science, like you said. Right. And even like, you know, applying to internships and things like that, we, we filled out forms where it, where it asked, like, do you have a disability? Do you have a mental health illness? Do you have depression? It was what did very, you put on that? it's funny. They listed a lot and yeah. the list was, was always like ranged from being blind to like having depression. Yeah. And for me, I was like, wow, I can't, re- that's like such a huge umbrella term. I was like, I feel bad because they're not going to know if I'm blind or if I have like, or hypothetically, well, they'll know if, if you're I blind. Had depression. <laughs> well, they'll know down the line. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to fill out the form, but um, uh, like, you'd be no. able to fill out the form. They yeah, have stuff. No, there's some great technology, yeah. but um, no, it was, I never put that I had a disability because I always felt like I, it wasn't as severe as maybe other people had it. You know what I mean? And maybe that's, that's, that's like kind of a, something to discuss within itself of like, sure. I certainly have times where, you know, I have anxiety and I've had an anxiety attack, but for me, it doesn't feel like it's as severe as maybe some other people or friends that I know that are on medication for things like depression or ADHD. So for me, I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, I have a little anxiety. That's nothing. I kind of brush it off compared to some other people. I think it's also largely nature versus nurture because I think we're similar in that we don't want to seem like, we don't want to take it away from people that need it. Right. And we don't want to kind of like victimize ourselves in a way. Mm-hmm. I had that today. I was filling out something today and it, I think it said it was literally like severe illnesses and then it was anxiety, depression, um, you know, m- minor cases of mental health things. And I put, I don't wish to answer because I was like, I don't want to say no because that's a lie, but yes, would make me feel guilty. So I said, I don't prefer to answer. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to like skew their data or they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But I put that um, and I think that's fair. And I think also- yeah maybe it's maybe your cases aren't as minor as you think maybe you're just like I guess programmed by your background to go forward because Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not an expert as we have prefaced but (laughs) I don't know like if medication can be used in minor situations I'm I'm sure it can and I'm sure it can maybe be equally as effective but maybe it's like more of a personal choice or like a familial choice I guess yeah and I think it's also like if it was severely impeding my everyday life where I felt like it was a problem, then I would certainly kind of seek resources or, or do those things. And I would hope that others who are in similar situations, which of course, like seeking resources now is really easy. Um, obviously, you know, building up the courage to do so it can be difficult, but there are the resources are there and readily available compared to, you know, years past. But I think, yeah, I mean, as you said, it is one of those things. Maybe I just don't feel like it's that, you know, pressing. But I certainly, the biggest thing is just being aware. And I think you have like, you know, your mental health checks and 
even on you know we we had to do um like our green check marks for for covid but even that was like oh makes us aware of how we're doing not just physically but you can't help but be like oh how am i doing right let me check on myself type of thing so it's all kind of this introspective um mindset that we have daily which can contribute to a lot of that awareness i think do you think most people in our generation or roughly our age um are aware in the same way that you like talk that you are I think more people now than before, you know, than, than ever before have are aware, but there certainly are going to be those that, you know, maybe the nature versus nurture thing harms a lot of these people that, you know, have some severe mental health problems, but don't necessarily know, or don't really know where to turn, or maybe they feel like they can't. Um, So things like that, but I guess we can just finish by saying in a post-COVID world after, you know, a year of lockdown and quarantine, just thinking to where mental health is going to go in the future after this entire year and after all of this emphasis on mental health kind of coming out of a point where mental health felt like it was at its lowest for people, but the awareness around it was at its its peak almost. Well, you have to remember that like mental health was bad before covid too for some people right so it was almost like icing on the cake and in a sense because it was for a lot of people i think it put them over the edge and if you were fine before and happy and focusing on like school say it plummeted you but like it also plummeted people in a lot more severe ways right Um, i think it's it it might be unfair to look at it from a lens of like covid put us at our low but i mean i think it is also a valid claim for many situations I think for the future, like you said, telehealth is really cool because you saw when I was at school, I had like, yeah, I had like a rash on my hand. I was like, teledoctor. <laughs> they look at it through the computer. It's the weirdest thing, oh, yeah. um, but it's so easy. And if you're mm-hmm. having like, especially when it comes to mental health, if you're having a day where you don't want to get up and go and, you know, sit down in front of a medical professional, you literally can go from the comfort of your own home, from your iPad or your computer and that's I think very comforting yeah no shout out telehealth for sure but it's made like I said like the resources it's made it so much easier for people um to reach out and and get the help that uh they need essentially future yeah what do you think future mental health I think I think after this year it's really exciting to see all of the developments around people and even apps like meditation apps like headspace and and calm and people you know getting a new perspective of like oh work has really ruined my mental health i need to incorporate this in my lifestyle things like that so i think where we're at now it's really encouraging to see people taking more um time and emphasis on not just their physical health but their mental health so there's certainly going to be struggles and um, you know, cases where it's going to be difficult, but I think for the most part, people are aware and encouraged and find the resources they need. So it's always going to be around, of course, but I think people are slowly learning how to live um, a healthy life, even, you know, despite having mental health problems. 
And I think it's a balance now, at least in my opinion, that, you know, it's more 50-50 mental physical as opposed mm-hmm. to like only physical as an excuse right. for like having a trouble or, you know, whatever it be. So I think it's it's a push to equalize you know, mental and physical ailments in, yeah. in the same sort of frame. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Well, let us uh, know what you guys think about the future of, of mental health and, and the involvement of mental health. Um, you know, where do you guys think it's going? Let us know. <laughs> but that is, that's all we got for you. So thank you for listening with us and stay tuned for more. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.